I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Life's the same. I'm moving in stereo. Life's the same, except for my shoes. Life's the same. You're shaking like tremolo. Life's the same. It's all inside you. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> this week, we are discussing oh. a movie that's often regarded as one of the worst films ever made and described as the Citizen Kane of bad movies, but I just love it so much. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm closely tossing a football back and forth with my co-host, Jim. Hey, now. Hi, Kev. And this is way overdue. We are joined by Youngstown Comedy Syndicate, Eric Lewis. Yeah! Finally. Oh, hey, that's me. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to talk now. Hi, throw, everybody. Throw me the football. Eric, what do you got going on? What do you got to plug? Every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. at Westside Bowl, shit-talking bar bingo. It's also wing night. Um, yeah. Also, Youngstown Comedy Syndicate. Check them out on Facebook. Hell yeah, brother. Perfect. A first-time watch for Jim. We are talking 2003's The Room, written and directed and starring Tommy Wiseau. But son of a bitch told me that we'll get it within three months. I say them bundles. We're crazy. I don't think I will ever get it. They betrayed me, they didn't keep their promise. They tricked me and I don't care anymore. Did you tell them how much you saved them? Of course, what do you think? They already put my ideas into practice. The bank saves money and they are using me and I am the fool. I still love you. You're the only one who does. So I will say the best source for the making of and history of The Room comes from Greg Sestero's 2013 book, The Disaster Artist, and the 2017 film version of The Disaster Artist, directed by James Franco. You've met Greg mm -hmm. at a midnight screening. I have seen midnight screenings, did not see any of the cast. I would really love to go to one of those LA ones where Tommy's there. There's one coming up March 16th at the Nightlife in Akron. Greg will be there. They're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the room. I'm going to the 730 showing. Oh my, my God. I think, it's fun. dude, I think that'd be dumb fun. I think I'd be all about that. It's like, it changes the entire movie. Like how you've met him. How does he take being in this movie? Like, dude, I, I just fell into this shit and I fucking love that I did it now. Or is he kind of like, dude, it's fucking, it is what it is. Like, hey dude, I was doing this for a friend and he's just a very strange individual. Like, is he so socially awkward? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tommy was so socially awkward is mild. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Wiseau wrote The Room in play form after being inspired after watching the talented Mr. Ripley. Then The Room was adapted into a 540-page book. Jesus. When no one was interested in publishing it, Wiseau decided to make a big Hollywood movie, which he would produce in order to maintain full control of his vision. One of the most fun aspects of The Room is that there is a lot of mystery surrounding how Wiseau funded the movie. He was independently wealthy enough to do so. A widely accepted explanation is that he was importing and reselling leather jackets from Korea. Weird. He told Greg Sestero that he had a number of successful investments, and Greg was like, I doubt it. You know, Now, like, are they premium South Korean jackets, or are we talking taken right out of the commie block, underneath somebody's trunk lid type jackets? Like... I <laughs> fucking I don't know yeah I don't know that but he sold enough of them to fund this movie hell yeah there are also claims that he earned his money through entrepreneurship and real estate development in LA and San Francisco Jim will tell us sh 
shortly just how much money we're talking here. And Wiseau stupidly spent some of the money, as seen in The Disaster Artist, such as building sets of real places that could have been shot on location. He also shot the movie simultaneously with 35mm film and high-definition video. Only the 35mm footage was used. He threw away the HD video version. Now, Eric, I was, like, the first thing I told Kevin as I was watching this, I felt like I was watching just the video sections of a full-motion video PC game. Like, it's a Sega CD game. It's that type of quality. That's the perfect way to describe it. It kind of looks like a Sega CD game. Like, it's almost like compressed video. At one point, then it looks decent, then it's back to compressed. And if somebody can make me a custom, the room, Sega CD game, like a choose-your-own-adventure. Be the best. Or making the video. Jim With Marky Mark. For more than five years, a billboard with Tommy Wiseau's face loomed over Highland Avenue in West Hollywood. Did that billboard bring people to the limited theaters to see the room? Please give us budget box office news and number ones at time of release. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. The Room, the work of art that I'm now all in on. I can't wait to watch it for a second time. Came out June the 27th, 2003. 21 years ago. That's fucking crazy. This movie came out 21 years ago. Look how it came out in 1993. $6 million budget. Probably could have made this movie for what? 500 grand? Maybe 400 yeah, grand? Yeah. Ended up making $4.9 million. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Post-release. Yes. Way past theaters. He probably spent way more on that billboard. What was on? Hollywood Boulevard for five years. It was in West Hollywood, yeah. It was just his face. Just you drive by, just, just see the dude's face. It was the um uh, the the box art for yeah, the film. Yep. Yeah. So did it even say the room? It was I, just it, no, his face. The room yeah. oh. coming soon and then in theaters and then coming to uh, <laughs> yeah. you know DVD. Then he probably just abandoned it there, and they just kept billing him. I don't know. I mean, there's uh there was the quote uh about te- was it Tennessee Williams meets whatever, and I think that might have been on there too, but still though, he probably spent way more than what it made at the box office. Now, here we go. Now, Eric, I know this will be a sour note for you. Rotten Tomatoes rates it a 25% on 32 reviews, an average of 3.6 out of 10. That's way too high. Yeah. (laughs) This Okay. In all honesty, all jokes aside, this probably should have been rated a zero and probably rated a one. Yeah. So I love these movies give me all of them we'll talk about some of them later in our pool check but like this is the type of thing where you think a person unlike me so if, if i were to ask my mom to watch the room what would she think of it exactly you know or you were asked like a normal person what? i would love to sit down with my 75 year old father and put this dad we're watching a movie called the room not telling you anything yeah. about it watch yeah because it's awkward i told you a couple weeks ago like i my mom passed now nearly seven years so when i go hang out my dad will watch a movie i forget what we watched but i felt awkward sitting there with my dad just me and him and all of a sudden there's boobs that show yeah. up on the screen i'm just like what does my dad at his age of 75 think of seeing just naked women well, on the screen this one, oh, it was oppenheimer in, that's right in this one he had four opportunities yeah. <laughs> five minutes into the movie yeah, he yeah, in, in 10 minutes Now, normally, everybody, I go into a full news segment. I throw it to George Michael. I don't want to even do that because I want to get into this. I had a whole thing written down. Not doing it. Fine. LeBron was drafted number one. Do not call this to happen. Bing, bang, boom. Your number one movie in America. Too Fast, Too Furious. That's right, Cuh. One of the best. Don't worry about Forget it, about it Cuh. Yeah, don't worry about it, Cuh. One of the most unsung movies in the entire franchise. And we get the debut of Tyrese as Roman Pierce. I want to hear about this, homie. 
I said forget about it, cuz. And the number one song in the United States of America, Rock Your Body by Justin Timberlake off Justified. You don't have to admit Eric's here. He's watched The Room over a hundred times. Kevin, one of his favorite movies of all time. I'm not blabbering on about the news. We're getting right in to Tommy Wiseau's The Room. And just when I was like, he may be doing shtick though, because I didn't meet him until he was on the air. I said, I don't want to meet him until he comes on the show. And I was like, and then I was really curious about what was going to happen when we went to commercial break. Uh Uh-huh. And so I, I left the studio to go to the bathroom or whatever, and I came back and he was still in the studio, just like talking to people. And I walk in the room. He's like, Sam... That was great. Do you want me to bless you? And I was like, yes, I do. And so he said, okay, put your head down. And so I kind of bowed my head to him and he crossed me and then he put a dog tag around my neck and it's like a Tommy Wiseau logo dog tag. You got like a benediction from the Pope <laughs> yeah. of cult movies. Right. I was like, thank you, Oh my gosh. Tommy. Let's throw a football into the plot. Do you guys want to play some football? In Texas? No, you gotta be kidding. Come on, Mark, let's do it. I'm up for it. <laughs> Johnny? Ask Peter. Come on, Peter. No, I don't think so. Please. No. Come on. Catch Johnny. I'm sorry. Every time, every time from here on out, when somebody says, let's throw the football around, I'm not even going to imagine just let's go in the backyard and throw the ball. It's either going to be a three foot toss of the football (laughs) or we're going to be running back and forth doing wind sprints. When I played basketball in middle school and you do like the chest pass, but with a football. Yeah. And I love when, when, um, Mark's like, do you want to go for a jog? He's like, yeah, Golden Gate Park, 6am. You think they're just going to go for a jog? Nope. There's a football involved. If you know, when we get to that point, I get married. I want all of us. In our full tuxes and everything. Hey, let's go play football. As long as I'm not the guy who falls. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, as long as I don't eat shit. Someone who gets replaced later in the movie by an entirely different actor will fall. Is that that what I... Okay, so I wasn't wrong about that. They replaced him. He's not the same character, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, He's not playing the same character, but he somehow has the knowledge of all the scenes that the previous character I mean, we're getting into logic already. How does how does Johnny have so many friends? He has a ton of friends. <laughs> like, Where, <laughs> how does he have friends? Where did he meet all these people? Yeah. He is weird. You invited all of my favorite friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He knows everybody. He's like the fucking president. Yeah. That's what he is. Our That's the ma- paradox I never thought of. How does Johnny <laughs> have so many friends? A ton. Must be in the banking. Yeah. You know, must be his, his banking. He's client. apparently adopting kids like Denny who are 25 years old who act like they're five. Yeah. Who wants to bang his wife to be. Oh, we're going to get more into Johnny later. Uh, <laughs> and Denny. Our main character is Johnny. Life is good for Johnny. He's a s- successful banker in San Francisco. He shares a townhouse with his fiance, Lisa. He's also the favorite customer of a local florist. So he has that going for him. I've been there. You've been to that shop? Yeah, it's, uh, a, ca- it's a cafe now. Was there actually the a dog after. sitting on? No, but you didn't give me a doggy. Hi, doggy. Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. 
If you read the disaster artist, uh, the chapter about that, uh, I highly recommend it in audiobook form because Greg read like reads yeah. the entire thing. That chapter is fascinating because that is 36 seconds of cinema where you are berated with information. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite the- scenes from <laughs> any motion yes. picture ever. Now, should I read slash listen to the book before I watch the disaster artist? You can do either. Okay. Uh, the I, I, the I, movie changes a couple things just to make it a little bit easier. You okay, know, gotcha. You got to so, make Tommy was so cohesive in some way. Yeah. All right, I get you. What's not going well for Johnny is that Lisa is tearing him apart. You are lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. She's unhappy with their relationship. Fucking bitch. She begins having an affair with Johnny's best friend, Mark. Gotta talk about Danny. From what we're given, Danny. What the fuck is Danny? Danny's like a college-age neighbor kid. Maybe. But Johnny's a father figure, which Lisa conveniently tells us. I can be your father figure. Johnny financially supports him, but they don't live together. He buys him his own apartment, which he's always on the go. Ugh. Johnny and Mark save Danny from an altercation with a drug dealer called Chris R. <laughs> He's like Jonathan Ian Rollerball. He's Chris R. Danny tells Johnny that he has a hard on for Lisa. Johnny's like, yeah, duh, but maybe try to date a college classmate instead. And Danny's like, yeah, you're right. There's a girl there I want to have kids with. I love her. I think I'm in love with her. Go on. I, I know she doesn't like me because sometimes she's mean to me, but sometimes when I'm around her, I feel like I want to kiss her and tell her that I love her. I don't know. I'm just confused. Danny, don't worry about that. Lisa loves you too, as a person, as a human being, as a friend. You know, people don't have to say it. They can feel it. What do you mean? You can love someone deep inside your heart and there is nothing wrong with it. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Lisa's your future wife. Danny, don't worry about it. You are part of our family, and we love you very much, and we'll help you anytime. And Lisa loves you too, as a friend. You are sort of like her son. You mean you're not upset with me? No, because I trust you and I trust Lisa. What about Elizabeth, huh? Well... I love her. Mm-hmm. When I graduate from college, get a good job, I want to marry her and have kids with her. That's the idea. Lisa begins spreading rumors that Johnny's physically abusive. He doesn't handle it well, begins to spiral. Johnny <laughs> talks to his friend Peter for help. And then he shoves her violently yes, twice. Yes, I didn't hit her <laughs> until I did. Johnny talks to his friend Peter, who happens to be a psychologist. Peter then manages to learn from Mark right after almost being thrown off a building about the affair. You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? Am I wrong? What? What are you, nuts? Sorry. At a surprise birthday party for Johnny, a dude named Steven catches Lisa kissing Mark. Lisa's afraid Johnny is going to make a scene, so she tells Johnny that she's pregnant as a distraction. But then, as the party winds down, Johnny and Mark fight. Johnny kicks everyone out. Johnny tells Lisa that her and Mark are free to be together, and he commits suicide, which, out of nowhere, <laughs> has the a, fucking shit out of You me. missed the part where he humped the dress as well. Yes. That's right, he, he did. He rubs it on his crotch. <laughs> no! But Mark kind of rejects her because of what she did to Johnny. I don't know. Whatever. Then he comes in and cries in the movie. He bangs over. her five times and rejects her after it was a dead body. I've lost him, but I still have you, right? Right? You don't have me. 
You'll never have me. Kill them. Mark, we're free to be together. I love you. I love you. Tramp. You killed him. You're the cause of all of this. I don't love you. Get out of my life, you bitch! Characters, there's not really much to mention about the casting. No. And it's not like they almost got Patrick Swayze or something. Like, or Patrick Stewart. Or Patrick Stewart. So I'm going to mention some of the analogs. From- imagine Patrick Stewart as Denny. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> as a full-aged guy. So I'm going to mention some of the analogs from Disaster Artist. Tommy Wiseau is Johnny, played by James Franco in Disaster Artist. Juliet Danielle is Lisa. Ari Grainer in the Disaster Artist. Greg Sestero is Mark. He was played by Dave Franco. Philip Holdman. Holdman is Denny. Josh Hutcherson, Carolyn Minot as Claudette, my favorite, Jackie Weaver in The Disaster Artist, Robin Paris as Michelle, Lisa's best friend, was played by June Diane Raphael. Oh, okay. Scott cool. Holmes, they're all in the movie. Everybody oh, they're all in there. Name. Yep. All right. Scott Holmes as Mike, Michelle's boyfriend, Don Janigan, Janigan, as Chris R., the drug dealer, Zach Efron, Kyle Vogt as Peter, Jason Manzukis. So, which actor or actress gives a passable performance? Does any non lead character steal throw, scenes? Throw it to Lewis. He's our guest. Who's the best in this one? I. I <laughs> There was subjective best. Is there a best? Uh, let's be honest. I obviously Greg. Johnny's my best friend. Didn't you enjoy it? That's not the point. I love you, Mark. Look, you're very attractive. All right, you're beautiful. We can't do this anymore. I can't hurt Johnny. I know. He's your best friend. Hey, this will be our secret. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of yeah. feel bad for Greg because there's parts where he's like trying to give an earnest performance and he's just watching everyone around him. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then the same thing could be said about the actress who played Lisa. Yeah. Like I've never seen a woman right off the bat. It's constant face heel, face heel turns like it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I was waiting at one point for her to fuck Danny. I thought <laughs> Why or, at not? Least, or at least she was going to show like show him her tits or Why not? something. Why not? And then her mom would go, and why are you showing her tits? I have cancer. Wow, wow. He doesn't have money. Why are you showing him your tits? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do really like Lisa's mom. I love nonchalant She's mom. so bad. She but, steals the picture. And she yeah. does get a lot of time in this one. They like, we get a lot of Claudette. She gets a ton. God damn it. All Where right. do you start? Let's <laughs> let's go to best scenes. Chris R. Uh, Eric, you do the honors. What's your favorite scene in the room? The flower shop. Yep. You're my favorite customer. <laughs> Hi. Can I help you? Yeah, can I have a dozen red roses, please? Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be $18. Here you go. Keep the change. Hi, doggy. You're my favorite customer. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, oh, Johnny. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> I mean, what is the entirety of the scene? It's 15 seconds. I mean, how long is it? it? I, I believe it clocks in at, at 26 seconds. If I'm, if I'm, it's 26 or 36. He, and you are just bombarded with information. He walks into the florist. The florist doesn't recognize him. He says, dozen roses. She goes, I didn't recognize you. The only friend he doesn't have, apparently. She tells him the money. He puts it on the counter. He pets the dog. Keep the change. She tells him, you're my favorite customer. And he leaves. It's like, it is the most rapid paced dialogue. It's awesome. I I think we are negligent in saying 97 8 percent of this movie was all all the audio was put in at post yeah it's all adr'd yeah, yeah. 
every again, now and then I'm like, wait, I think they actually put a mic on and again, did a fucking That's scene. because of his fascination with making a Hollywood movie. God damn. Just because he could, he wanted to. Could you imagine if he wanted somebody to dub his voice? Well, we're going to get into what he wanted to green screen later. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this scene, absolute classic cinema. My favorite scene as well. Jim, what's your <laughs> on your first viewing? What was your favorite? Jesus scene? Christ. So everybody that's listening, I at one point I had to cut off what I was writing because it almost turned into the whole fucking movie just because it's so ridiculous. I never thought I would see a movie like this, and I don't know how to wrap my head around it right off the bat. Before the movie even starts, you get two Wiseau Films bumpers yeah. right off the bat. Wiseau Films. Two seconds later, Wiseau Films, just to let you know where you're going right into. Did he have anything before this that even had to go, no. what the fuck? Started with The Room, didn't do anything else until The Room took on its second yeah. life. And then now, since, he's made, what, three or four more movies? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So right off the bat, <laughs> it's the pillow fight slash sex song. Stop, no, stop. Danny, do you have something else to do? I just like to watch you guys. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny boy. <laughs> Danny, two's great, but three is a crowd. <laughs> I get it. You guys want to be alone. That's the idea. Fine. I have homework to do anyway. Bye, lovebirds. Bye, Danny. Bye, Denny. Somehow, Denny, I, this is where I thought we're going right into a threesome. Yeah, right off the bat. Because Denny comes up. They basically tell Denny to fuck off. They're pillow fighting. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right into a sex song with the post-edit audio of moaning. And I texted Kevin. I was like, is he really penetrating her? Like, it almost, I thought was going a little bit a tip. Like, Would it surprise you? Just a tip. No, a it really did. He's aiming it. at the navel, if yes. you pay attention. I don't think he knows where a woman's Yeah, at uh, one point, you know, there's a, a rib cage. I Listen, think he's she could have high vagina. I have no idea. High but vagina. he's got a weird fucking body, dude. He's, he's kind of like ripped. A, he's ripped. He's got a shredded ass, which yeah. Who's ever had a shredded ass? He like, does. fuck. But God, the songs throughout the, the songs throughout this movie. Did they release a soundtrack? Because they're I incredible. They should. Mine, I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. Look, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. They're curing lots of people every day. I'm sure I'll be all right. Oh, I heard Edward is talking about me. Everything in this movie... <laughs> Is so casual. Whatever. Lisa's mom just says that, like, they're having a conversation about Johnny. Then she goes, the doctor called. I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. And then Lisa's mom goes back to being like, you can't leave Johnny. He has too much money. Oh, my God. I can't believe my mother died in that car accident. And Anyways, is the pizza ready? And presumably this is the first time that Lisa learns her mom has cancer, right? Doesn't care. Completely no sells it. She I don't even think she acknowledges it. I'm not marrying Johnny. Yeah. Instead, it's an opportunity to tell her mom that Johnny got drunk and hit her. So. No. Eric, keep going. Eric, what do you oh, got? So a drunk off of scotchkas, no less. <laughs> yes. You know what you need? You need a drink. I don't drink. You know that. Don't worry about it. It's good for you. You must be crazy. I can't drink this. If you love me, you'll drink this. <laughs> You're right. It tastes good. <laughs> I know. I am right. Don't worry about those fuckers. You're a good man. Drink and let's have some fun. 
You have nice legs, Lisa. <laughs> you have nice legs. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm wasted. I love you, darling. Come on, make love to me. Oh. Come on, you owe me one. <laughs> I love you, Lisa. <laughs> I love you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, the famous cocktail of scotch and vodka. Yes. He f she well, literally is a bully. She it's forced so him funny in a drink. She brings in the drink, which you're like, okay, here's a drink for him to drink. And then she tops it off That's with the vodka. The It'll taste better. She, he's like, no, I don't drink. I don't drink. Yeah. It just will taste better. Boy, she's a fucking bully, man. So my next one, here we go again. Lisa and Mark's sex scene on the spiral staircase. Yep. There's no laying down. It's just fuck, not even a normal staircase. How can you possibly have enjoyably comfortable sex on a spiral staircase? But once again, the song fucking stellar. Yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Johnny destroying the townhouse. <laughs> I, You're destroying your own shit. I mean, he locks himself in the bathroom. He's not going to come out. Everybody leaves the party, locks himself in the bathroom. And then Lisa calls. That's what, you know, baits him out of the bathroom because Lisa calls uh, Mark and he's like, who are you talking to? And he comes out and then basically confronts her. Betray me. We see what else we have in the state. No. Stop. You little prick. I put up with you for seven years. I think you're an angel. You're just like everybody. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. I love you and I did anything for you to just please you. And now you betray me. How could you love it? And then destroys literally every single thing in his apartment. Oh, he just wrecks it. The, him yelling to himself. Him throwing the TV out the window. Incredible, the tube TV. How many times, and I noticed this like right at the beginning of the movie. So the way they have their living room set up, they have the TV smashed up against the wall, basically. Old CRT next to the fireplace where they have a chair just abutted right up yeah. against it. You're never going to watch that TV. It's in the way. What is the point of even having a TV? It's a great loft though, I must yeah. say. But yeah. what the hell does Johnny do? The banker. He's so a banker. he's a banker. What was the promotion for he's gonna be a bank manager i, I don't know yeah. but he doesn't get it doesn't get it does not matter no it doesn't matter at all i mean that scene is incredible because he comes home and basically it's like he's been waiting on this promotion every day and he comes home and lisa's like did you get the promotion and he's like nah and then he sits down and she's like well did you and he was i thought he was pretty clear that he said no no but then well, she probably didn't understand him. like no i made him all this money yeah <laughs> 
And then what does she say? What's the line? Uh, like she says something like, wow, the computer business really is crazy. The computer yeah. business in 2003. At least you have friends. I didn't get any calls today. You're right. The computer business is too competitive. Like she works for Apple in the late 70s. So here's another one. I bring it up in jest. They are obsessed with fucking playing catch, like football catch. There was one scene where literally I feel like Tommy Wiseau said I can't spend any more money. So it's literally a brick wall. A very It looked like you're watching a scene out of Saved by the Bell, like that small of a set. And they're literally just tossing the ball around nonchalantly. And then all of a sudden, what's his name? Mark comes in and then they're just ha ha And then he force on shoves Denny for no fucking reason whatsoever. Oh, uh, he's just telling us about an underwear issue. No, don't break, don't. Underwear. <laughs> Dude, it's, yeah, underwear. It's, uh, it's embarrassing, man. I don't want to get into it. Underwear, man, come on. <laughs> I was like, what did do to you that necessitated a massive push? I don't know what it is with Mark. It's almost at a point he's bipolar in this movie. Yeah. Oh, hey, baby, what's going on? I'm very busy. Yeah. <laughs> This movie is so fucking good. Like he literally tries to throw Johnny, almost throws him off the top of the fucking building yeah. and then nonchalantly, sorry, bro. High five. It's okay. I love the green screen rooftop. The green screen rooftop might be one of my favorite scenes in all of movie history. Yeah, I've never seen so anything. Good. He spent so much for this movie. Why did he just skip on the they rooftop? They could have just shot on a real rooftop. Cheaper yeah. than, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I got nothing. Uh, Lisa's friends. Yes. That whole scene adds nothing. No. nothing. That's, I was going to say, those characters do not need to be in this film. Yum. It's delicious. Arms up. Chocolate is a symbol of love. Hello. <laughs> what are these characters doing here? They like to come here to do their homework. What homework? Mom, this is Michelle's boyfriend, Mike. Mike, this is my mother. It's a pleasure to meet you. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh. Lisa has no problem with her friends presumably about to have sex on her couch. No. None. None. And then he leaves his underwear behind, pretends it's his book, and the mom's like, who do you let in your apartment? Whatever. And then the guy character who looks like he's from B44. Yeah, he, he does. He recounts the entire scene to Johnny while they're outside throwing the football around. In case we missed it. Actually, Johnny, I got, I got a little bit of a, a tragedy uh -huh. on my hands. Yeah. Me and... Michelle, we were, we were making out uh, at your place, <laughs> and um, Lisa and Claudette sort of uh, walked in on us in the middle of it. That's not the end of the story. Oh, go on. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. We're, go we're going at it, and um, I get out of there as fast as possible. You know, I, I get my pants, I get my shirt, and I get out of it. And then about halfway down the stairs, I realize that I, I have misplaced. I, uh, I have forgotten something. Mm -hmm. uh, my underwear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I come back to get it, you know, uh, and I pretend that I need a book, you know, uh -huh, I'm like looking uh -huh. for my book, and then I, I reach in and put the underwear in my pocket and sort of slide out real quick. Uh -huh. Well, Claudette, she saw it sticking out uh -huh. of my pocket, so uh -huh. she pulls it out, mm -hmm. and she's uh, showing everybody me underwears. You must be kidding, underwear. I got the picture. Yeah. 
don't know what to do. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. It's so hard to fucking properly judge this movie properly coming from a first time view. The Just all the sex scenes just seem weird to me. Like, I don't know why. And then you think other sex scenes are going to occur. Like, I was waiting for her friend to start having sex with them at one point. She basically, I don't love Johnny. They've been together how long? Her and Johnny? Five uh, years, yeah. I think. Six so, years. Pretty decent amount of time. She just casually, I don't love him anymore. He's yeah, he's boring. I love Mark. Her best friend seems all about it. She nearly walks in on them having sex. She's like, ah! Yeah. What does Lisa do? She's going to lose everything. Yeah. She. What's her job? Nothing. She it, sits at home and waits yeah. for her mom. So she, she is a woman on a 70s game show where they say, I'm a housewife with three kids. Yeah. That's why her mom keeps telling her, you don't want to leave him. You have <laughs> yeah. nothing without him. He's got the money. Honestly, like Jim said, you could probably just categorize this entire movie as one best scene. God, it's it so just never fantastic. stops. It never stops. There's never like a dull moment. It's just one thing onto the next. It's so fantastic. But what you have to learn for all of you first timers that have never watched this movie, you have to go into it thinking you're not going to watch fucking Oppenheimer, yeah. a, a critically acclaimed movie. You got to go in almost thinking like I'm also a part of the joke. I don't know if Tommy Wiseau literally thought this was the genuine worker of art or he was in on it. I just went in as if I was in on it. Way better experience. Okay, well, we're going to get out of the pool briefly. I'm surprised Tommy Wiseau doesn't have a pool, but we're going to get out of the pool briefly. Talk about some other best worst movies. Ah! Lisa! God! Put Denny, get out of the pool. All right. Best worst movies. These usually live in the horror and action genres, but every once in a while you get a The Room, which is a drama or like Fateful Findings, which is like sort of sci-fi, but kind of a drama. So we're going to be talking about our favorite best worst movies. Santa's Slay with Goldberg. One Hell of my yeah. favorite movies. We covered it. My dream is to have Goldberg autograph my copy of Santa Slay. It's the fate of the world is about to be decided on a game of curling between an angel and the devil. It's awesome. It's way better than I expected. The gruesome level is intense, but I bet you if you went up to Goldberg, wouldn't remember yet. Probably not. It. Probably has no idea. He was I never did it. I never did it. <laughs> Brother. He's not Hogan, but whatever. Uh, so my first one, I'm going to say, ah, this is a hard list, but I'm going to guilty play best worst movie Arnold Schwarzenegger's very first movie Hercules in New York Ooh. He, this is 1972 or three I can't remember off the top of my head not even billed as Arnold Schwarzenegger he's billed as Arnold Strong yep because you know Americans can't pronounce the name Schwarzenegger what the fuck is that did not use his real voice they had an actor yep. overdub his voice yep. I didn't like it down there let me be the judge of that I'm tired of the same old faces the same old thing. I don't like it down there. Let me be the judge of that. I am tired of the same old phrases. The same old things. The what was the guy's Pretzi? Yeah, his best friend was Pretzi. Yeah. Who was like middle-aged. Yeah. Somehow, someway, Schwarzenegger got super popular. Thank God. They re-released Hercules in New York with Schwarzenegger's voice. It makes it even worse. Yeah. But it's so bad. His English is, he did not learn timing. There's no quips. Schwarzenegger going down the streets of New York City on a chariot. What did the people in New York in the early 70s think of seeing this massive muscle guy who can barely 
barely speak English going down the streets of New York City on a fucking chariot. Come on. So my number five, I also went with Christmas themed and it's a 1989 horror movie starring Dan Haggerty called Elves. Oh, okay. During a pagan ritual, blood awakens Christmas elves who are modern neo-Nazis as envisioned by Hitler. The true master race was Christmas elves. Dan Haggerty plays a former cop who lost his job for being an alcoholic and now he's a department store Santa who obviously fights the Nazis. But there's a really concerning scene in this one where a little kid spies on his sister in the shower and he tells her something like, you've got big fucking tits and I want to see them to his sister. (laughs) It's real weird. I love this movie. I try and watch it around every Christmas. It's really bad effects like Troll 2 quality effects. I mean everything about it's like terrible. It's the concept itself. So like I don't know how much cocaine was required to come up with the concept of had to have been a lot. What if Christmas elves were the modern neo-Nazis as envisioned by Hitler? I, I feel like most of the movies on my list are probably the result of cocaine. Nothing wrong with Eric, that. Eric, what's next? Yeah, for what you? you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Wing Su- it. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. With yes. Bob Hoskins. 1993. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. Yeah. That movie's great. Don Leguizamo, the Goombas, Mojo Nixon, rest in peace. The one thing I'll never understand about that movie is you knew what Mario was. You're all aware of what Mario oh, was. Absolutely. And he went in another it, direction with that movie. Honestly, it was harder to screw that movie up than it would have been to been successful. Yeah. First off, who's the prime target for a Super Mario movie? Kids. Yeah. Let's make a movie the kids can't see. Yeah, let's watch Dennis Hopper as a humanoid yes. King Bowser. Crazy. Just a cr- crazy decisions. The Goombas. Hey, two Italian guys. Nah. Let's get a British actor <laughs> and a Spanish actor. Yeah. American Spanish. Oh, my God. But still, if you watch it now, it's a dumb, funny watch. My number four, now ranked, as we're approaching 200 episodes, probably the third worst movie we've ever covered. It's 2003's Grind. Yeah. That movie. I loved that movie so much. Watched when we it. watched it, we were like, oh, no. We watched it so much growing up. There's so many good memories, like Christopher McDonald, The yeah. Slug Bug, Blindside on the soundtrack. I don't know what it was. Lord Vince Falouf. Vince Falouf. No, A. Nobody ever forgets the Falloufinator. I'll never forget when me and you locked eyes at the beginning of that episode. We went, what the fuck happened with this we don't movie? We like this movie anymore. And we loved it. Yeah. I, I watched it so many times. I told you about my, my friend Bill also, rest in peace. Yeah. Bill and I used to watch this constantly. Loved it. And I, like, memorized it. But somehow, over the course of 20 years or 18 years or something. It derailed. I'm just like, this is not good anymore. I remember thinking Sweet Lou was fucking awesome. But then again, you think back to something like Grind, which at the time it came out was cool and modern and hip. But like I sent you that clip from Havoc. Yeah. And you hear Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like accent and voice. And Mike Vogel's. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's really weird and uncomfortable. Havoc we have to cover. My number four, it's by definition the title of the documentary about it. Probably the movie that coined the phrase best worst movie it's troll 2 1990 movie has it all double decker bologna sandwiches a kid pissing on the dinner table a ghost grandpa but they were in on it they, they knew were it. yeah probably the worst effects and costumes of all time and not to mention it's a sequel in name that's not actually a sequel. Not they even literally close. called it Troll 2. It has nothing to do with Troll 1. Nope. The kid from the movie grows up to be a dentist. He loves that he was in it. There was a documentary on it, right? Best Worst Movie. Yeah, Best Worst yeah. Movie. In his whole dentist office, all Troll 2 theme. I think it is. 
and he goes around, he goes to the screenings. The director hates it because he claims he was making like a serious film. So full of shit. And he, he's so, so full of shit. When everybody's laughing in the theater, he walks out, which there's a scene in Disaster Artist like that. Yeah. Where when they do the first screening and everybody's laughing and Tommy Wiseau gets really upset because he's like, I made a serious movie. It's not a joke. Oh, so. God. All right. I'm going to go with a, uh, a movie heavily inspired by Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Birdemic. Yeah. Shock and terror. Never saw it. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I know. I believe I it's know. on Peacock. Birdemic is a little bit of a hard watch. It's terrible. Yeah. You have to watch it, but there's like one grouping of birds that they like just superimpose and like everybody just has to pretend they're there. Yeah. It's truly crazy. You should watch the Rift Tracks version. That's fantastic. Would that be better if I did it's the Rift Tracks? Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch the Rift Tracks version because that's, you don't want to watch it just <laughs> in its natural element. Did they ever do a Rift Tracks on the room? Yes, they have. Yeah. Oh, They've done Rift Tracks on everything. Everything. Okay. So my next one, Kevin, it's a movie mo- me and you both saw in the movie theaters, Jupiter Ascending. I have it on my honorable <laughs> mentions. <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. I don't know. Did you just, was that one of those days where shits and girls were like, ah, let's go see no, this. No, I had heard movie. a couple things where people are like, this movie has potential to be legendarily bad. Two hours and like 30 minutes. I will say about Jupiter Ascending, the thing I appreciate, God. it wasn't a remake. It wasn't a comic book. It was an original they thing. They wrote an original like sci-fi IP Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum is like a he's like a hybrid wolf he has rollerblades yeah he has like Vulcan ears and there's all these so basically it's about a family who all argues over who owns the deed to earth yeah is what the whole movie is about it's insane I love Mila it Mila Kunis I love that movie it's yeah. really great my number three definitely cocaine no holds barred ah uh, dookie Hulk Hogan Vince McMahon locked themselves in a hotel for a weekend <laughs> it's a good movie pal cocaine this script into existence they managed to come up with Battle of the Tough Guys the dookie scene and Kurt Fuller saying take a leak <laughs> Kurt Fuller unsung hero yeah definitely a future lifeguard he's gonna be up for a vote so much I love love no holds barred it's insane we get zeus yeah and then it crossed over into the actual wrestling world where yeah. you had tiny lister main eventing pay-per-views dude could barely move <sighs> yeah the fucking rip them sign which my, was great my wife and i always want to go as ripping randy oh I wanna, when dana had like the short hair we were gonna put her in a wheelchair with a neck brace randy. and we were gonna get the the rip rip them gear yeah. and we were gonna do ripping randy oh. would have been such a good halloween costume all right uh leprechaun in the hood yeah, yeah. Pretty much any movie in the Leprechaun yeah, series, but in the hood, hood obviously. Yeah. Vegas, what is that, three? I think so. The Leprechaun 3 in Vegas is amazing. It all revolves around a pawn shop. He blows the lady up. Yeah, Leprechaun in the hood, equally amazing. And then they tried to do that Leprechaun Origins, yeah. where they tried to make like a serious Leprechaun movie. That. No. No, you can't do serious My Leprechaun. kids watched uh, Leprechaun with me last year, so I was like real. The OG, the original Leprechaun. Uh, they, I think they watched two and three. Warwick Davis, yes, correct? Warwick he was Davis. OG Leprechaun. Yep. So my number two was a complete money grab. The star of the movie said, the only reason, why did you do that movie? He's like, I have a house on the beach because of that movie. It's Jaws the Revenge, Jaws 4. Never a need for it. You never needed Jaws Jaws 3. You didn't need Jaws 3D, even though it took place at SeaWorld. Fucking cool. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Whatever. The fourth one, Michael, this is Michael Caine going down the chair, sitting in the chair, getting on a boat, getting a Jaws. Um, It's literally a member of Jaws' family, not the Jaws, because he was blowed up in the first one. 
somehow they all held a grudge against the Brody family and then Jaws came back to exact revenge and Michael Caine got a fucking fat paycheck yeah. before the movie. Didn't fucking care how it performed. He was guaranteed. You need to watch Jaws the yeah. Revenge. We should do all the Jaws movies. They're so good. Like the second one, Roy Actually, Scheider. let's skip one because one's great. It's, yeah. Let's skip one. Let's do two, three, four. Jaws 2, Roy Scheider wrote that one off because he was getting a fat paycheck. Didn't care how he performed. You think it's because of Steel, Steelberg, Spielberg that they haven't. <laughs> I love uh, Spielberg. That they haven't done a reboot, remake, additional sequel of Jaws. I would hope so. I mean, they've done The Meg. They've done Sharknado. They've done. You don't need to do a Jaws remake. No, you we don't. We get it. But it's a perfect. My number two, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Oh, God, yeah. I'm a, obsessed with this one. And this is probably the best. Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris movie. But literally take your pick. Malibu Express, Savage Beach, Lethal Ladies Return to Savage Beach. Most men our age saw one of these movies knowingly or unknowingly as kids. Oh, yeah. Like the Cinemax special. Huge explosions, usually Playboy Playmates firing rocket launchers. This might be the best B movie of all time. You've got a rubber anaconda, which has been infected by rats with cancer. You get uh, a rocket launcher shooting down a helicopter. It's awesome. Multiple Playboy centerfolds showing off their assets. I, like, when my basement's done, I'm having uh, Andy Sedaris Film Festival in my basement. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. For a minute, I thought you were going to say I'm Andy Sedaris is coming over. He's unfortunately dead. Oh, but, he's passed. Well, but maybe Junior, Andy maybe Sedaris still. Jr. Can exhume him, bring him over. That's right. Eric. And if we're going number one, worst yeah. or best worst movie of all time, it's clearly The Room. It's The Room. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't touch this thing. It's, it's a juggernaut. It's, it's a pantheon. It's, it's the pinnacle. It's so crazy because The Room, it's like the writing and the dialogue alone that really pace it into what it is. Yeah. Just like, for example, the florist scene. How that's written that's what defines this movie yeah because like a plot about a cheating you know fiance and with the best friend and all of that you've got legs there i've never seen a guy resist it so much and then just give in yeah and then in the very end just throws her aside yeah he goes from like over I, his friend's dead I, body i hate her why is she doing this to me great tits to i'm in on it to you fucking killed my friend like come back yeah so my last one number one i reference this movie quite a bit. I'm looking forward to the day in which we cover this movie. You know him. You love him. Paul Rubens. Not what you're thinking. Meet Ted. Meet oh, Ted. Yeah. Meatballs part, part two. two. Nothing to do with the first movie. Camp themed, but you have Pee Wee Herman, not Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens <laughs> playing a deep boy. Pee Wee Herman was in it. would be even more incredible. Paul Rubens playing a camp DJ. You have boxing. You have supernatural effects. You have weed. You have a, an alien known as Meathead who's sitting in for the ET analog. You have everything in this movie. Crazy kids. You have a overly verbose Italian guy who boxes people. Yeah. John Larroquette playing Felix Foxglove. Fuck, man. This movie has it Crazy. all. It's incredible. It's forever linked also to Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, you never need a Teen Wolf 2. Camp movies, you replace the main actors, you know, just weird. Yeah. Stuff. My number one, Miami Connection. Yeah. 1987 movie. Dragon Sound. Quote, unquote, lost for decades until Drafthouse Films restored it for a re-release in 2012. A group of ninjas who moonlight as a rock and roll band called Dragon Sound <sighs> fight cocaine dealing bikers. There's a guy with a boner in a fight scene at a restaurant. Who doesn't have a boner the when they fight? Songs, I the songs against the ninja oh. and 
friends forever yeah. will be together. Incredible. YK Kim, just everything about him. Oh. Great. Maurice Smith, the dude who's looking for his father. I got a letter from my father. <laughs> but YK Kim, just like Tommy Wiseau, took this shit seriously. Yeah, absolutely did. And Thought then he did great. infomercials. Great. So honorable mentions, Chinese speaking vampires. Uh, no one actually knows about that one. No. But like just the. Some of you out there got copies. We sent you yeah. copies as like, gifts. I own a copy of that, man. Hey, watch yeah, it. Got, did we, yeah? yeah that's watch right. it, asshole. Watch it, asshole. The Dollar Tree find of the century. Uh, Samurai Cop. Showgirls. Yeah. Is a great one. A Garbage Bail Kids movie. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck. Any Neil Breen movie. Fateful Findings. Twisted Pair. And a movie we should probably cover. Bratz the movie. Yeah, I which agree. Which is crazy. There's so many best worst movies. I mean, I again like the action variety 80s type ones. Oh, but, they're the uh, best. All right. Let's get back in the pool with uh, Johnny and, and Lisa and Mark, and Danny. But I don't love Johnny anymore, Mom. I love his pool. It's the greatest thing. Why is Denny naked again? Hi, Mark. All right, Jim, critical question this week. Oh, God. It's just, what is your stream of consciousness thoughts after your first viewing of the room? Did you like last night? Yes, I did. <laughs> Can I get you anything? Mm-mm. I have to go now. Okay. Bye. Bye. So this is an incredible back-to-back -back week. So we started with No Country for Old Men, never saw it before, critically acclaimed, won Oscars, Anton Chigurh. We go from Anton Chigurh to Johnny. And I literally watched these movies on back-to-back -back nights, which, wow. I think it actually enhanced the experience for me when you go from greatness to Tommy Wiseau greatness. I didn't know what the fuck to think of this movie. <laughs> It's just because you knew nothing about it. I knew nothing only from what you've talked about. But even I forgot most of the stuff you talked about because I was like, you yeah. see the room and you're like, fucking, of course I saw it, you asshole. Like I said, I thought I was playing a Sega CD game. This movie went places I never thought they were going to go. The music is top notch. The sex scenes are incredible. Like I thought there was full penny. I was wrong. Apparently I should have learned from my late night Cinemax viewing as a kid. Fake chow. Yeah. Weirdly enough, no fake chow. No, no world. I don't think. No, not at all. There's no world. No, no, no fake chow. No foreplay, really. Other no, no. I should count uh, pillow fight as foreplay. No three-way, which I think there needed to be a threesome in this movie. It, the best opportunity would have been when the friend comes in and Lisa and Craig are in there. Yeah. That would have been it. Or Lisa and, and Mark, yeah. I suppose. But yeah. But we thought Denny was going to get involved, which would have been a weird angle. I mean, let's be oh, honest. The, uh, the adopted kid man. I, what the fuck is he? Chris R. Like that drug scene. I wanted to reach through the fucking screen and punch Denny. It's just, can you please tell them you took money for drugs yeah it's, it's why, gone for 10 why minutes is the mom involved she has no need to be there she does not need to be there why is his name chris r what is his last name well so you don't confuse him with chris s <laughs> like it's like when i watched original rollerball as a kid what is jonathan e's last name e. at least in a remake of rollerball he's called jonathan cross that i got a last name isn't best worst movie of all time that's just the worst movie what roller what they remake a yeah. rollerball oh it's remake horrible rollerball. the original is great this movie though i gotta watch it more times probably for it to sink in more this literally is the best worst movie i've ever seen i have time. a i have an idea for it here shortly uh in legacy but first i think there's a perfect man out there for lisa and vice versa and it's david mccall hey johnny um i'm on a <laughs> i'm one of your friends um uh you might know me hi lisa my name's david mccall um you might not know me but uh i knew your sister her name was nicole if you look at my tummy it says nicole forever okay um this is um who the fuck is this guy who's denny 
Um, we need to have a talk about Denny because I knew this guy, okay? His name was Gary and I chased him to a fucking wood because he tried to fuck my girlfriend, Nicole. Like, what are you trying to do, Gary? You're trying to get in there, okay? So, hey, Johnny, we're not friends anymore. Lisa, you're a restaurant 10. I'd still bang you. Hi, Lisa's hot, uh, hot best friend. Let's go! Well, it could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. All right, Logic, Jim, here's a reveal for you. Johnny was supposed to be revealed to be a vampire. Makes sense. Wiseau wanted the crew to come up with a way. For, he looks like a vampire. For Johnny's Mercedes to fly across the San Francisco skyline. And when they couldn't figure out a way to do the shot, they scrapped the vampire angle. Listen, they had a CG backdrop for a rooftop. They couldn't have just said, fuck it, let's do CG flying car. It's, you know, it weirds me out because I'm like, how do you slot him being a vampire in this movie? Because if he shot himself in the head, he'd still be alive. Well, first off, he's active during the day. Now, if he was active yeah. during the night throughout the whole thing, you'd be like, we've talked about this before. Eric, if you were a vampire, when would you want to be alive? Oh, a period of time. Yeah. Um, or like, where would you go? Because mm-hmm. we talked about this with Shane during Lost Boys. Like, where would you locate? Because you're eternal. You can go wherever yeah. and, and all of that. Which in Lost Boys, it's pointless for them to live at the beach. Santa Clara. Because they're vampires. Yeah. No sun. You can't enjoy the beach. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Alaska, maybe? There you go. Like 30, 30 days, days a night. night. Yeah. That's Perfect. Or maybe yeah. Tokyo. It's weird that Johnny would Ooh. be a vampire and have a day job as a banker. <laughs> he should be a vampire drift racer. I, I, prob- I bet I have a VHS somewhere in my collection that's called My Vampire Banker. I bet you if we go down to Dollar Tree right now, we're going to find it on DVD. My Vampire Banker. Next to three copies of the Super Bowl 41 highlights. Are you making a deposit? Cash or blood? Ha ha ha. Hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. The movie goes in and out of focus throughout the entire film. Constantly. Just in and out of focus. Like at times you're like, what is going on? No focus. Everyone always in a hurry to leave. Like every character comes in, is looking for someone, and then says, I have to go. Hey, Denny, how are you doing? I'm fine. What's new? Actually, I'm really busy. Do you want something to drink? No, thanks. I just want to talk to Johnny. You look beautiful today. Can I kiss you? You are such a little brat. Just kidding. I love you and Johnny. Okay, okay. Johnny's gonna be here any minute. You can wait if you want. Mm, I gotta go. You'll tell him I stop by. Of course I will. Bye. Bye, Denny. But you just came. You just showed up. And then you have to leave. Everyone always is in a hurry to leave. The friends who leave the underwear, yep. do they leave because the mom comes or they just had to go? They had to go. They got Daddy places to be. always has to be somewhere. Always. It's like he has curfew other than his actual house. Yes. Here's one for you. Do any of these motherfuckers know what a chicken sounds like? Because every time Johnny does the fucking bok, 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 he just... Cheap 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 cheap, 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 There is a explanation for that one. Okay. It's, he's Polish. He's from Poland. So you're telling me Polish chickens don't They have mark? a, that's a, a tradition. That's like a, cheap, a cultural thing that they do in Poland. Uh, uh, listen, he was cheap, cheap when it came to a lot of things in this movie. A chicken, he was not. Okay. Johnny and Lisa tell Danny they're going to go have sex. Like they just straight up are like, hey, we're going to have sex. We're going to go have sex. We want to be alone. Just fucking hot. Denny stands there, eats an apple for a second. And then instead of leaving, he goes upstairs and then, which you've talked about. Let's talk about this point real quick. And it drove me nuts. We get probably a three and a half minute scene of exposition of Johnny starting to put two and two together about Lisa and Mark. Yeah. He goes through this elaborate James Bond setup of using an answering machine to record. Uh-huh. Why? I don't know. Why? Why does he need a tape to validate what he already knows? You know, I, I have a question about what he does and doesn't know, because when he does the, the famous, maybe the iconic scene from this movie, which is I did not hit her. I did not. She's lying. It's bullshit. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. That scene. <laughs> 
he, at that point, who told him? It just seemed to poof in the air and figure it out. Like, how did he, who told him that Lisa's telling people you hit her? Did he take a scene out of the movie and he just forgot? Maybe Probably. it could have been like. Because uh, I don't think there's a scene where anyone says like, hey, Lisa's telling people you hit her. Could have been Denny. Maybe. I, I mean, but we, we don't ever get it. Yeah. He just comes out and he throws the water bottle. Yeah. Awesome. Throws the water bottle. Tries to throw people off roofs. Play catch. Uh, Lisa's mom likes Johnny more than her daughter. Oh, yeah. They're oh, fucking. Absolutely. She's like, he bought you a car. He bought you a ring. You can't dump him. She doesn't care about her daughter's happiness. And then it all leads to a head when she's straight up like, I didn't love your dad. <laughs> she's like... <laughs> I just, I married him, but I didn't love him. Like, you don't have to love your husband. It's not right, Lisa. I still think you should marry Johnny. Now, you can't live on love. You need financial security. But I'm not happy. Still thinks I'm going to marry him next month. He's a fool. You expect to be happy. I haven't been happy since I married my first husband. I didn't even want to marry your father. You never told me that. Well, it's true. All men are assholes. Men and women use and abuse each other all the time. There's nothing wrong with it. Marriage has nothing to do with love. Johnny's okay, I suppose. Actually, I have him wrapped around my little finger. Well, you should be happy then. But I don't love him. Why was there not a scene where Lisa's mom just started kissing Johnny? Oh, let's actually he does kiss her on the cheek. I'm, I'm saying party. like full on on yeah. her vagina. <laughs> just like, oh. yeah, yeah it's she would say before you go down there, I have to let you know. I definitely have breast cancer. That's all right. Part the muff. The promotion scene we talked about a little bit. There's so much happening. First, why does Lisa? She's telling everyone I hate him. He's boring. I want to leave him. But why does she still pretend to be so happy when he comes home? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Is she just playing both sides? Well, at one point, she flips the switch and just says, fuck it, yeah. I'm over this. Well, at the party, she's basically like with Mark in front of everyone. Eric, what are your thoughts about Lisa? As a character, as a human being, <laughs> what the fuck is she? Like, I think it's very poor writing. Honestly, I think this is how Tommy was so like, yeah imagines a relationship works because I wouldn't put it past Tommy Wiseau to not, never have been in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Oh, he doesn't get it. You know? 100%. He just doesn't understand. So this is how yeah. he's writing a character the way he thinks it works. It's almost Look. like writing. It's like therapy for him. He's almost like writing this imaginary scenario where he thinks like you treat a girl like princess and she, I just, I don't use articles. <laughs> I'm starting to talk like, a, I treat you like princess. I treat he, you like princess. He treats her like a princess and he thinks in exchange for that, that she owes him absolutely everything is this like not that we know we're ignorant is this how women are in poland is this how they were i don't know cheap, i want to read the 540 page book God the manuscript yeah i would actually totally it'd be easier to read than uh blood meridian <laughs> i would hope you're right the computer business is too competitive <laughs> and then she says to him at least what does she say like at least you talk to people no one called me today and then she's like do you want me to order you a pizza and he's yeah i don't care and she's like i I already ordered you a pizza. Fuck you then, bitch. Yeah. She asks him and then she's like, well, I already did. Well, here's another thing that drives me nuts. Peter and Johnny have been friends. We can only figure for uh, quite a long time. Yeah. Very long time. Yeah. Peter's a psychologist. 
Yes. He's not concerned that his friend who's never drank is now drinking. It's not even brought up. He's yeah. drinking in front of him. Uh-huh. Shouldn't he go, whoa, yeah. Johnny boy, John boy, what are we doing? Why well, are we drinking? Him drinking kind of actually lends precedence to Lisa's, you know, what she's saying that he started drinking and he's hitting me. Yeah. And and him drinking kind of confirms half of that. That's true. That's true. How does Lisa's mom know Chris R is dangerous? She tells Danny, she says, he's dangerous. Has she been buying drugs from Chris R? She's had run-ins with Chris R. We need to dive a bit into, we see Chris R one time. We only get a little background that he's a drug dealer, that he apparently took money off Johnny or he's got, or uh, Denny and Denny's got to pay him back for the drugs he took. Like, how did Chris R get access to this building to begin well, with? Well, we got, yes, we got to talk about the logistics. No shuts the door. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. we got to talk if about the logistics the movie, of, no shuts the door. of the CGI roof because the green screen <laughs> roof, there's not direct access from their townhouse to the roof. Yeah, they, they have this weird door where they have it's to too short. sink in. But because Chris R is already on the roof yeah. and there are times where they leave the townhouse to go up to the roof. It's true. It's kind of a weird hangout because it's not like all night. There's like a wicker, like a, not a wicker, but like a cast iron, wrought iron table yeah. on the roof and that's it. Also, probably not the best place to play catch football on no. top of a massive Definitely type not. building. Terminal velocity and a football hitting the ground. I don't know. Don't mean it's science. So one of my favorite scenes that we didn't talk about. So I don't think this is the scene where they're getting ready to go to the photos, but Peter and Johnny, it's the scene where there's the weird tension because Lisa's already there or maybe Lisa comes in and Mark has like the face off with her. Yeah. And then Mark leaves and Peter leaves and then Lisa and Denny come in. But instead of going in and sitting on the couch, they leave the door wide open and Denny sits on the floor in front of the door. Hey guys. What's going on? Oh, hey Lisa. Hi Lisa. Where's Johnny? In the kitchen. I gotta go. I didn't mean to chase you off. I should stick around for a while. I gotta work early. See ya. Did you get your wedding gown yet? No, I've got plenty of time. Are you sure you have plenty of time? It's only a month away. It'll be fine. What are you so worried about? Everything's okay. Johnny doesn't seem very excited. Is there a problem? There's no problem. What do you ask? I just want you and Johnny to be happy. How did they block that shot? How are they like, like Tommy Wise? I was like Danny or whatever your name. Is. Just sit right there. <laughs> he just calls him and he's character. He's yeah. like fucking Daniel Day just Lewis. <laughs> he character. He was like totally. We need Daniel Day Lewis to redo the room as Tommy Wiseau because it might be the most incredible so, thing we ever um, see. Uh, In fact, what's what's his name? Um, Bob Odenkirk. Yes, there you yeah. go. Bob Odenkirk is supposed to be remaking the room with himself and oh, yeah, he's playing Tommy. Yeah. Okay. There's I, a clip online. Uh, it was supposed to. Come out i want to say last year because when i went and saw greg sestero a year or two ago he mentioned he was like bob odenkirk reshot the entire film and he's playing tommy and I, i'm in it and a couple of the original actors and actresses are in it and it was supposed to come out i want to say last year but it hasn't I, yet like I, is odenkirk if we I, watch I this movie is it going to literally look identical like shot well, for wonder, shot i yes. wonder if it's oh that's so what i want just making like an exact replica because it'd be interesting if he was like i'm going to make a good version of this movie yeah if he was like i'm going to take the plot but i'm going to make 
like a professional made movie about this. I think it'd be, it'd be interesting. interesting. I'd be um, all for it. Okay, so Eric, I'm going to ask you your thoughts. Yes, please. Any chance you think this movie's a work? Tommy Wiseau is actually smart, made a black comedy on purpose, and that he's the ringmaster. Yeah. He knows. 110% no. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I kind of feel that way too. He just, yeah. he made what he thought was a good movie. He made the movie he wanted to make, and then it just. And the world took it and yeah. turned it into something yeah. else. Yeah. The world took it and thought it was a joke. But yeah, there's a theory out there that it's like he's, you know, in the vein of Tim and Eric or, you know, another black comedy. And he made this on purpose this way because he knew it would be a comedy. If he did, that's truly a long con because it's really took on another level. Yeah, it took how long for it to actually gain life? What's the legacy of this movie? It's taken on life as a midnight movie, but I think there's a better legacy for it. This movie should be synonymous with Valentine's Day. Oh, I think they should okay. show this movie like every Valentine's day this should be your watch because you've got the red lingerie roses you've got the chocolates lots of sex yeah this is like the perfect time to watch this is valentine's day i will tell the story out of embarrassment a girl spent like eight hundred dollars one year and got us this uh, bed and breakfast place at hot tub in the room nice basically supposed to be like a two-day fuck fest for lack of a better term <laughs> And when I get in the room, I think I came straight from work. And when I got to the room, I turned on the TV. I'm pretty sure it was Adult Swim was showing a, a 24-hour marathon of the room. And I had no idea what it was. Yeah. No clue. And I was like, what is this? And I sat there and watched it in its entirety. And I'm pretty sure, like, ruined the special occasion. Any type of mojo. And that was pretty much the end of that tryst. Yeah, when you think about those hot tubs, you're like, pretty gross. Yeah, you know they don't scrub that shit out. No, not like they should. No. They're not taking a UV light to it no <laughs> the shit glows from space eric Ugh. before we we start putting a bow on this do you have any just funny stories that involve this movie good ones that you could share with us because this is your baby man this is your movie so you know? i highly recommend going to a midnight screening that's packed mm -hmm. I, yeah 110 recommend going to that as much as you enjoyed this movie you will enjoy it yeah 200 more and then uh back when i was in college in a fraternity every thursday we would watch this movie that's <laughs> Oh, fuck so yeah. many times. Uh, it was me and my brother, uh, Matt. Every Thursday, we'd watch this movie, and our goal was the next Thursday, bring different people to perfect. see it. Oh, that's perfect. And see who could just bring the most people to witness the room. And that's one of my favorite memories, and that's why I've seen that's it great. over 100 times. Did you have any experiences with the people you brought in? And within oh, five absolutely. minutes, they're like, I'm fucking out of here. Oh, yeah, like, a lot of times. Yeah. Like, you, you just bring a bottle of something and uh, yeah. <laughs> go there's, at it. So there's a lot of like midnight movie type things with this there's if you noticed in the background there is a a framed picture of a spoon yeah i know so every that. time that happens people throw plastic spoons and you're supposed to be plastic there's other like quotes in the movie that people scream okay. there's there's different cues the way like a rocky horror picture show or okay. one of these other oh, it's so much movies fun has. it is a lot of fun and this happens what quite frequently then oh the, yeah uh the first sunday of every month at the cedar lee oh hell yeah the cedar lee okay all right stick around for some plugs Mark, do you remember the one with big tits, the blondy one? No, how about the one with the bridal gown with the sign? Oh, yeah, can you marry me? <laughs> I thought I would take her up on it. <laughs> I never ate so much. Yeah, the barbecue chicken was delicious rice. That was cool. You guys proved my point. You're both weird. You guys want to play cards? No, we can't. I expect Lisa any minute. Hey, come on, man. Who's the king of the house? <laughs> yeah, you got to establish these guidelines before you get married. Speaking... How'd you ever meet Lisa? You never told us. 
Well, that's a very interesting story. When I moved to San Francisco uh, with two suitcases, and I didn't know anyone, and I have, uh, I hit YMCA with a $2,000 check, which I couldn't cash. Why not? Well, because it was an out-of-state bank. Anyway, uh, I was working as a busboy in a hotel, and uh, uh, she was sitting, drinking her coffee, and she was so beautiful. And I say hi to her. <laughs> That's how we met. So, I mean, what's the interesting part? Well, the interesting part is that on our first date, she paid for dinner. What? No tips from your job? <laughs> Whatever. Pool Sceners, once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show and all of the other ones in our back catalog. And you can find those on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay, and wherever you get your podcasts from because we are there. And never forget to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow on Facebook. Join the Pool Sceners group for exclusive content. You will get it there first. Instagram, Twitch, threads tiktok and youtube at pool scene podcast we are all over the place so you will never get one opportunity to miss us anytime anywhere and as always back to kevin final app guy want to do a shot yeah All right, Mr. Eric Lewis was nice enough to yes. come bearing gifts, which when he does, we take advantage of the gifts. This is a big fucking shot, So by we've the way. got Screwball. We're going to do a shot of Screwball. This is really good, by the way. And I'm not a whiskey guy, but the smell smells like peanut butter and jelly. It's really no good. No jelly. No jelly. Fuck ever. I, so she, fuck you, all right? I'm not an alcohol connoisseur. All right, cheers, pool scener. Cheers. Slancha. Ah, man. Peanut butter. <clears throat> Ah, uh, yes. Favorite whiskey of dogs. Uh, <laughs> oh, I felt that in the channel. Hello. <laughs> the channel. Oh, the channel. All the way down in your muscular chiz. Yes. Uh, Malt. So Sony has announced that Sam Mendes is making four Beatles biopics. Okay. With each being from a different band member's point of view. I have two big questions or issues with this. One. Why not Pete Best? What? Where's the Pete Best movie? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. He was uh, there. What will the Ringo movie be? Is it just like a lot of cartoons with bright colors? And- hey, hey, Dick. All right, we got to figure it out. My, my name's Ringo. It's not Richard Stalky anymore. But more importantly, what order will they release these movies? And I would imagine the real answer is probably that there is a narrative that they're going to tell over the course of probably the four Probably going to go John, Paul, George, Ringo. But it's political in doing it yeah. in any certain way. You're going to stir shit up. Up, no matter how you do it. I would think the stories in all seriousness would be Paul. It's a struggle being the leader of the biggest band of all time. Wings. John. Drugs. <laughs> George. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't anyone recognize my genius on the same level as Paul? True. Ringo. We just see the reveal how he became the narrator of Thomas the Tank Engine. Because he really was. He was <laughs> yeah. the narrator of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to make. It's an ambitious project. You're taking one story, spreading it out over four movies from four different points of view where there will be overlap. There has to be some Pete Best references, right? Gotta be. Because Ringo came in and then, I mean. Well, I don't know if it's going 
all the way back to the beginning. Okay, so it might just start like 63, Maybe. 64, I, twist I, and shout. I don't know what story they're telling. Right. Anybody watching um, True Detective Night Country? I Do I, I need finished it. the whole twist and shout storyline? Yeah. Are they all, every season of it, it's a separate thing. So you can, yes. okay, so they're not ever linked. No. Season one, incredible. One of the best seasons of television ever. If and not, McConaughey, maybe right? McConaughey plays yeah. Rust Cole. Okay. Maybe a little bit of a letdown with the ending, but that's up for debate. Season two was... People really shit on Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell is Ray Valcoro. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. And uh, Taylor Kish. Season three was Mahershala Ali, which is okay. And now this one has Jodie Jody Foster. Foster. And it kind of ties in loose. It's like a, a separate thing that kind of ties into season Serial yeah. killer-ish type? Yeah. Dev, watch season one. It's oh, okay. not. It's like, I have friends. Uh, one of my friends, I remember her saying like, it gave her literal nightmares forever. She yeah. like couldn't finish it because it's so scary. It's awesome. McConaughey was so good in True Detective that they gave him the Academy Award that year as almost like recognition of like, look, dude, maybe you wouldn't have won it for this movie, but you did True Detective, Detective. this year, Thank so you. you deserve it. Yeah, so I would say definitely watch it. Okay. And you have Max. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Max Cock. He didn't get it for Max Cock Did we plus. talk about Max Cock on we this podcast? We have not talked about Max. Eric, are you familiar with Max Cock or Max Cock so Plus? So all of the uh, Paramount Plus is shopping themselves to other streaming services because they want to combine to form a mega leg of streaming services. Pardon the And, pun. but one of the options was Peacock and Max joining, which obviously has to be Max Cock. <laughs> yeah, Max Cock. Get um, that ad-free tier, you get the plus. <laughs> Max Cock plus. <laughs> um, and that's just cable. Yeah. Right? You combine all the streaming services, you've got cable minus the coax. That's what I don't get. We cut the cords. Yeah. Save the money. So we sign up the five different streaming services. We don't want the ads, so we add the plus. Next thing you know, we're paying the same as we did with cable. Uh huh. Because you're going to start YouTube TV. I'm going to try it. You're yeah. going to try it. I just finally got rid of my cable. I was paying like $270 a month Jesus for the last Christ. however many years. Basically, I'm like, yeah, we're done. But when I called to cancel, well, my wife called to cancel the cable. They were like, you have like obsolete internet. <laughs> Like we don't I didn't know, know there was how, such thing. It's called dialogue. They're like, we don't support this modem anymore. You have 56K and you pay for They're AOL. Like, we don't know how your internet works. They want to study me, I think. Eric, do you have cable? No. What are your streaming services of choice? Uh, of choice? Well, it, it all depends on what's out on what. Uh, right now, I'm watching a lot on Max and Amazon because okay. I'm watching uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. And then I was watching True Detective on Max. You have Netflix at all or no? I do. Okay, I'm thinking I might jump back into Netflix. I, I might think, get it again. I, I mean, maybe a hot take. I think Netflix is the worst streaming service. It used to be the best. It used to be. I, 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 I will agree with you. I take. think that Netflix went. It was the gold standard. Too far into original programming. You it, know what's crazy to think, though? When they started doing original movies, that Steven Van Sant Lillehammer was the first one to kick yeah. everything off. I've never watched it. Have you ever watched Lillehammer? No. Have you I, ever watched Lillehammer? I've Hammer? watched an episode or two. Okay. I just, yeah, I, I like Hulu because they've always got a little like kind of quirky things on yeah. there. Disney Plus we have for the kids. I had Paramount. Like I had it for a year with my phone and then I'm just like, I, I watched. I um, think that's the one I've never had is Paramount. I've never had Prime. I just, I don't know. I, I Part of me wants to, and this is like insane behavior because I'm not like this, but part of me kind of wants to like pick up and drop streaming services as stuff comes available that that's I want to watch. Looking. I want to watch the next Formula One thing of Drive to Survive on Netflix. So and you'll, then, Stranger Things is going to come back in 20 years. And there's probably 20 years. They're going to be 63 years old. <laughs> They've 18. now passed us in age. Yeah. Eric, you're kind of like an on the go guy. You're like always concerts and oh, all the time. You're yeah. busy guy doing things. So 
I mean, how much time do you honestly commit to watching streaming services? Or do you watch them like... So uh, on the weekends, if I have nothing to do, it's not uncommon for the girlfriend and I to like go through half of a season of something. Okay. okay. However, when I get home from work and whatever I'm doing for that evening, yeah, I frequently will turn on an episode of something and fall asleep. I've been watching yeah. the same pilot episode of Resident Alien for four days now. <laughs> I, just, my girlfriend and I will literally lay up in bed and watch the same episode of Ghost Adventures for the 15th time to go to bed. The same episode? Well, I mean, just about. We'll watch the same ones over and over again. I mean, there's... Here's my the daughter used to do that with an episode of Tanked. is a gumball tank that they built in Las Vegas, and she would watch the same episode. I was actually concerned because I'm like, is she okay? She watches the same episode. Well, Ghost Adventures got to that point where they are now 26 seasons in, but mm. some of these seasons have four episodes. But then they subdivided out. But like, here's one where we'll do a watch along. We'll do another one where we'll talk about serial killer houses. So we've gone yeah. through all these, but we, if there's nothing we watch, we listen to Zach Bagans. My, so my move with cable, and I, I am a person who's never been without cable my entire life. Yeah. My parents always had cable growing up. When I moved out, we got cable. I haven't I had cable, cable for 11 years. I've now. had cable forever. So I've never been a non-cable person. My go-to on cable is like literally, I don't want to be bothered with it because I have like anxiety over selecting something. Like my most watched show is the Roku TV screensaver. So it's like when I turn on the cable menu, it's usually Food Network, History Channel, something like that. Yeah, it's your default. I have a lot of like panic over like deciding what to put on the TV. Yeah. And sometimes I just want it to be background noise or a show, but I'm like a little stressed about it. My my youngest daughter, she watches my 600-pound life, 1000 pound sisters my oldest daughter watches like <laughs> cooking challenge shows so i'm a little nervous but we'll see i'll report back the one great thing of us doing this podcast is i watch so much of new shit that i granted i i should have seen before and that's my fault but if it wasn't for this podcast i'd probably just be watching the same shit on repeat just watch rad 500 times nothing wrong with watching rad eric you ever seen the movie rad i have not god. oh my god damn it you're coming over one day and yeah we're, just, we're, right, we're, we're gonna, gonna have, do uh alex from uh clockwork orange we're going to pry your eyelids open and make you watch it. <laughs> so fucking so, good. Yeah. I So I'll report back about how it goes without cable. Yeah. It's Eric. We're a pleasure to have you on. Yeah. Thanks, uh, absolutely. Brother. Thank you for having me. Eric, Glad this happened. We'll be doing some time on a stage near you and we'll be at shit talking bar bingo. Westside oh. bowl Tuesdays starts at approximately 9 PM, 9 PM. So your host duties, as far as that goes, you're literally calling the numbers. Oh yeah. You're calling the numbers. Yeah, call you're the numbers. I working um, some jokes in make there. Make fun of the crowd. You ever, like get some material in there i tried uh it's just a long day yeah yeah i can imagine i've worked a full day now i'm at a bar nine till 11 like long day yeah and then Very turn around and go out the next morning for work again yeah wake up at like 4 50 yeah get to kinsman by six if you're <sighs> stalking me that's my wednesday schedule he's a stalking himself <laughs> self docs doxing episode can't wait till tommy wiseau does a movie called the docs he did a movie called best fiends but it's parentheses it's f how is it best f Friends. Parentheses. R as in R and then like. What the and fuck? Part that, one and part did two. Did he do Big Ass Shark or something? Yeah, there's a shark movie. There's too. a shark movie he did. He did a shark movie. His, one of his his favorite thing he's, he's done of mine outside of the room was he directed an episode of Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Show. What? It's awesome. He guest stars on it. It's really good. Jesus. Yeah. So, can okay. You do, can you do a movie about Garth Marenghi? Yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> the most incredible that's, thing ever. TJ. That's TJ's. Yeah. Uh, this is 
dude. Yeah. He loves all that stuff, that British stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love this British <laughs> shit. Now they all moved to England. I may move to England. <laughs> all right. Eric, it's been a blast having you on. Um, I'm concerned because you haven't seen Rad. I'm giving you a copy. You need to watch it. All right. Yeah, you need it. Okay. BMX movies, 80s soundtrack, Aunt Becky. Okay. So we went No Country for Old Men to the room. And now. And now we begin Music Month. Yes. Which will start with a definitive 80s draft. Our top 30, all science, no personal feelings. It's your definitive. We have our 90s Did you just list. reveal a pick? She blinded me with science, Thomas Dolby? Maybe. I don't know. Um, you have to tune in. We do have our definitive 90s list. It's a playlist up on Spotify. Check it out there. So you can see we were signed scientific with it please continue to contribute to our best definitive song of the 2000s yes. eric commented and he <laughs> was right he commented the right answer i did that it's is mr bright it's mr bright now let me ask you your feelings about this do you think when we get to the end of this well let's just go end of the century so we're gonna speculate here does yeah end up at least in the top 10 yeah by usher yeah nobody even thinks about that song god that's damn it say. bullshit i they think about Ludacris's verse and that's that's it then again it's not fair to look at it in a century size because like when you look at the 1900s and century size you go from like Minnie the moocher <laughs> to here i am baby to crisscross jump you know you go <laughs> like from those two uh okay extremes. in the past 25 years it's top 10 usher yeah yeah that's that's the hill you're gonna die on but we talked well we it's, talked about this bleak, last week though. that's it's the thing bleak. it is bleak it's, it's bleak sarah sapanic shout out sarah she had said it's probably a one-hit wonder and there's a lot of stuff that falls right after the change into 2000 because I think Britney Spears like some of her stuff did fall on that side of 2000. My friend Marissa got close because she said all the small things and it came out at the tail end of 99. And I'm out of the state. It's like, can't, yeah, we can't count it. No, it's got to be 2000 and on. I mean, because we talked about this, our New Year's Eve special going into 25 will be our definitive songs of the last 25 years. So the first so quarter hard. century, it might be a very long it's be draft. It's going to be Club by 50 Cent. It's going to be Mr. Brightside. Side. We're going to pick a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. You saw Taylor live. I did. What's, uh, Pittsburgh what's, and I won. What's yeah. the definitive Taylor Swift song? Is it our song? Uh, no, there's so many. Uh, at this point... Did shake it off? No, no, at this point, if you're going with a definitive Taylor song, you're you're gonna have to go all too well, ten minute version. Okay, uh, okay. Because we said Taylor Swift alone is probably the definitive music event of the past. The artist, years. oh, absolutely. She's yeah. the Michael Jackson of but, my lifetime. But Michael Jackson has thriller bad you know all of these things taylor swift has hits but like she doesn't have you know one in my opinion oh either red or uh 1989 in my opinion yeah those, those are the albums where she kind of went from being country to pop and kind of combined both and she just re-released all these albums but under her guys correct yeah. like the way she wanted them to be released without scooter Braun. yeah without yes. scooter Braun. okay Jim, you're the only one in this room who hasn't seen taylor swift live that's true well, what night did not. you go i saw her very early on when she was very young open for Brad Paisley whoa and she I thought she was insufferable don't come for me <laughs> but a after every song she was like oh my god I can't believe you're cheering for me so wait a minute is she literally the girl from Country Strong yes that's Kel her Kelly Canner or, yeah, or style uh, uh, Leland Child Stanton yeah yeah Childs yeah she's Child, Child. Child Stanton basically like oh my god that's another movie you you need to watch uh, you need to watch Country Strong Strong. strong yeah it's good In battle of the year which yeah. we haven't even covered on this podcast yet my wife will get mad if i cover that without her all right 
Well, it's been a blast. I just want to keep going, but yeah. we're going to cut it off. We're going to do definitive 80s music draft next week. It's going to be and a tough one. Follow with three music movies, and Jim has not seen any of them, right? Any of them. So we're, we're on a streak. <laughs> we're on a huge five, streak. Going to be five movies that Jim's never seen. Yeah. Five. Right. Yeah. Awesome. It's going to be yeah. fun. That's right. I know we're getting along in the tooth here, but Eric and I have had a slight debate. I hate Fast X. We both hate Fast X. We think it's the, probably the worst of the whole yeah. franchise. Cypher. Yeah, whatever. Eric, your fast rankings because you are fast guys like us. Wait a minute. Another ranking I wasn't prepared to answer. <laughs> What's your favorite fast movie right What's your favorite tonight? and your least favorite? Yeah. Okay, there uh, my we go. favorite, I, I, Fast Five. Fast Five. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah. Fast Five. Fast Five um, is the best. It doesn't have to be your favorite. It's the best. It's, it's the pretty best. hard to argue. It helped grow the franchise. Yeah, it's five. pretty hard to argue that Five's not the best movie yeah. in the franchise. Now, favorite two. I'd probably say Tokyo. Tokyo Drift. Drift. Yeah. See, those are my two least favorites. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't like two or three. Huh. I liked one. Uh, yeah. Two, I, I thought was okay, but uh, as a sequel to one, I thought it was kind of weak. And then three, I just didn't like the. Was fact like that, its own thing. Yeah, I didn't like of. the fact that it was its own thing. Yeah. And yeah. Like, okay. How is this in the same universe? Like, eh, and well, then the Vin good Diesel thing- shows up at the end because he knew he was missing paychecks. Well, the good thing about that when we covered it, fucking seems like forever ago. They threw it away because it yeah. was just going to be called Tokyo. They're like, Drift. we're just going to mm-hmm. blood from a stone. We're yeah. going to try and make anything we can make off the back because that period of time that was you remember that was like Van Wilder came out in theaters and then there were like five DVD Van Wilder sequels yes. same with American, American Pie, Pie. Yeah. so Fast and Furious almost seemed like they were going to start leaning into that approach it was done we got two Fast and Furious movies we have Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift the next one might have been it's a side story it was Fast a guy and dead. Furious muscle cars you yeah might have been whatever but then it worked yeah. And then Vin came back. The worst. So two? Uh, the worst is either, either two or three. I, I would have to go three. Okay. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. I never was the biggest fan of four. And I know four helped yeah. bring the family together again. Seven. Uh, Seth mentioned last night. God. He's watching it with the family. The, I, the, makes you fucking cry like Dominic a baby. The heel turn was that. That was Fate of the Furious. That was, that was yeah, eight. Fate of the That's probably my least favorite. Hated it. But not as much as I hated 10. Oh, man. Love Fast 9 because they went into it being a part of the joke. Yeah. Went crazy. Space. Yeah. Eight. It's just that the, the whole movie, Dominic's a heel. It's hate so it. strange. Man. Hate it's it. so weird that they did that. But goddamn, Deckard Shaw is Jason Statham is incredible. I love that dude can do no wrong in my eyes. I need to see the beekeeper. I think they're gonna. Uh, it was wonderful. I think oh, how, was it great? It was exactly what you expect from a Jason Statham. Yes, I love it. Action flick. I think in the end they'll get everyone back. I don't know when which fast movie, but the last one we're going to see Paul the Rock Walker says he's not. I he'll think take that paycheck. I think he'll take the paycheck. I think we'll get Paul Walker kind of. Well, his brother with his face probably, which is weird, but yeah, we'll yeah. Get deep fake Paul Walker. Yep. Okay. Well, I don't think we'll mention deep fake Paul Walker next week with our definitive eighties music draft. No, not at all. Unless okay. they re-release a new, <laughs> we are the world oh, to raise money with the whole family, with the family. <laughs> it's all the Toretto's, everybody, the O'Connor's the family, Roman we race, the cars, <laughs> we race the cars. Um, all right. Well, until next week, Silencia. Hey, Denny, Chris R. I've been looking for you. Yeah, sure you have. You have my money, right? Yeah, it's coming. It'll be here in a few minutes. What do you mean it's coming, Denny? Where's my money? Okay, just just give me five minutes. Just give me five. 
Five minutes? You want five fucking minutes, eh? You know what? I haven't got five fucking minutes! I'm gonna ask you again, Denny. Where is my money? I don't have anything. Where's my money, Denny? Where's my fucking money, Denny? Did you lose my fucking money? Where to God, it's coming. Where's my fucking money, Denny? Put the gun down. My fucking money! Where's my fucking money, Denny? Are you okay? What did that man want from you? Nothing. Oh, that was not nothing. Tell me everything. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? I owe him some money. What kind of money? I owe him some money. What kind of money? Everything is okay. He's gone. Everything is not okay. Denny, that is a dangerous man. Just calm down. He's going to jail. Denny, what kind of money? Just tell me. What do you need money for? Mom, please, Denny's with me and Johnny. A man like that, with a gun, my God. Denny, look at me in the eyes and tell me the truth. We're your friends. I bought some drugs off of him. Things got mixed up. I didn't mean for this to happen. <laughs> I don't have them anymore. What kind of drugs, Denny? It doesn't matter. I don't have them anymore. It doesn't matter? How in the hell did you get involved with drugs? Uh, Who were you giving them to him, selling them to him? Where in the hell did you meet that man? What kind of drugs do you take? It's nothing like that. What the hell is wrong with you? I just needed some money to pay off some stuff. How much do you have to give him? This is not the way you make money. How much? Stop ganging up on me. Well, it is time somebody ganged up on you, for God's sake. A man like that. Where in the hell did you meet a man like that? It doesn't matter. It matters a great deal. A man holds a gun on you, you almost got killed. You expect me to forget that? You're not my fucking mother. You listen no, to me, no, old boy. No. Somebody had better do something around here. Are you OK, Danny? I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. What's I'm okay. okay? He's taking drugs. Come on, stop. It was a mistake. A mistake. Then he takes drugs. Let's go home. Come on, it's clear. What's clear? I am going to call the police. Mom, stop. It was Denny's mistake. Just stop. Oh. Let's go. Why did you do this? You know better, right? I'm Why? I'm sorry. You know better, Denny. You almost got killed. I'm sorry. It won't happen again, I promise. Jenny, you know that Johnny's like your father, and we're your friends. We're going to help you. Let's go home. <laughs>